You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's going to be explosive. And you know the good thing about this? It's not going to be through any superstar. It will be through you. Yes? It's not going to be through any special prophet from Timbuktu or wherever. It will be through you. Through your hands. Through your hands. Through your words. Through your point of contact. Through your faith. You will see the power of God. Manifest in the streets. In the shops, in the malls, Amen. in your class, oh, in your office, Amen. everywhere. We will manifest the power of God. Amen. So I want to start a series today. I call it the necessity of signs and wonders. Because it's important that we establish a biblical basis for what we're doing. So that your faith is in the word of God. Why do we need signs and wonders? You know, I thank God for where he has brought the body of Christ thus far. God has brought us a long way. There was a time that everything supernatural was demonic. All right? Yeah, there was a time if there's any manifestation of power, people were like, that's the devil. That's the devil. I remember the days when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I was warned to be very careful. This might be the devil. So at the time I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not like now, if, you know, we just lay hands on you, just receive. I fasted for three days and three nights. Asking God to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Yeah, I went hungry for three days and three nights without water and without food. Why? I was hungry for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I saw it in the scriptures. I saw it in the book of Acts. And I wanted that experience. And guess what? I was in a church where they didn't teach that. So it was, I was going against the tide. I was going against the tide. There wasn't anyone encouraging me. Believe God. This is for you. Nobody was teaching me. Say, this is, this is for you. This is for your children and your children's children. Nobody encouraged me and say, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall speak with a new tongue. Nobody preached that to me. But I stumble over that in the scripture. And I say, I want this. I want this. And then there was a guest speaker, a lady, I'll never forget her, Francine Lovell from the U.S., a French lady, (laughs) French-American. And I got talking, and then she asked me, have you received the Holy Spirit? And I said, um... Yeah, I have the Holy Spirit because I'm saved. Do you speak in tongues? I said, um, no. Do you want to? I said, yes! 
Yes, I want it. Okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you at the end of my preaching. So she was preaching for some days. She said, and I'll, I'll pray for you. I came out that night after she finished preaching. And I knelt down. She laid hands on me. I felt powerful. I felt power enter into me. And when I got up from that place, I said, Satan, if you are strong, I want you to stand in front of me now. That's how powerful I felt. I was looking for the devil. Where is he? Where is he? (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah, and he never showed up. I guess he knew that this is for real. This is for real. And that was the turning point in my life. That was where, from that time, we started doing exploits for God. But it started with the baptism of the Holy Spirit that came upon me that night. I wept. I couldn't believe this thing was happening to me. Huh? So some of us today, you just come and they will just lay hands on you. You didn't have to fast. You, know? you just receive like that. Some like my wife, they were praying to, for someone else. They were ministering to someone else. She eavesdropped on the conversation and received. <laughs> Can you imagine? They were not even talking to her. They were talking to someone else. And she was listening. And then, boom, she started speaking in tongues. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, if you have childlike faith, you can walk in the supernatural. If you, if you have childlike faith, you can enter into the kingdom. That's what Jesus said. Unless you are converted... And become like a little child. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. You cannot enter. You have to become a little child before God. I know we are all smart, intelligent. You are so educated. And you are educated to a point where it hinders you. From experiencing God. So... Put that aside if you want to walk with God, especially in the supernatural. Obviously, there are times you need your education. There are times you need your smartness. There are times you need your wisdom. But you need to know when you need it. And we have different clubs. And they know which one to take when they want to hit, right? They have to know the right club to use. If they use the wrong club, they will get the wrong results. Are you following me? So in the same manner, you have a lot within you. There is a time that you need to bring out your childlike club. That childlike faith. That childlike innocence. You need to bring it out. When it's time for the supernatural. Okay? You, that's when you need that. That's not the time for you to bring out how many degrees you have. 
Okay? That's the time to put the degrees aside. And now you are an innocent child. That's not the time to say, um, this, uh, this, this, I read, you know, in this journal, this is what they said. No, you don't need it at that time. You don't need it at that time. Ah, uh, well, you know, I read, I heard this um, expert say this and analyze it. No, 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 that's not what you need at that time. At that time, bring out the baby in you. There is a child in every single one. Doesn't matter how much gray hair you have. There is a child in you. Okay? So that child in you, that is where, that is the one that the kingdom belongs to. Let the little children come to me. For such is the kingdom of God. So why do we need the supernatural? Why do we need signs and wonders? There are many reasons in the scriptures. Many reasons. Number one, we need signs and wonders because we need to prove. We need to prove or to demonstrate that God has not changed. Do you agree with that? Yeah. We, we need to demonstrate without signs and wonders, we have no evidence that God is not dead. We have no evidence. We cannot prove to the world that God is real. That the God of the Bible is still alive and well today. We have no proof. You can't prove by speeches. Okay? Because I remember years ago, the evangelist who's going to be with the Lord now, T.L. Osborne, he went to India as a missionary. He went to India as a missionary, he and his young wife. They were young people, zealous for God, and they went, they want to go and save India. And they go to India. He has learned everything. He has, he has, he has learned all the missiology. He has, he has, he has learned um, apologetics. He has learned so many things. And, and he is now in India to, 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 to save the lost. And uh, it was a miserable experience. Very miserable. He, everywhere he went, he would talk to the people... And the people will say, wow, sounds very interesting. We also have our own God. And he will open his Bible, read his Bible, and they say, we also have our holy book. And they would open their book, their own book, and show him. And so it was, it was a disaster. After some time, he turned to his wife, Daisy. He says, we better go back home. <laughs> this thing is not working. It's not working. All that he learned could not convert one soul. 
Not even one soul. The Hindus will say, yes. This, I mean, we have our gods, but we can add yours to ours. Yeah. So they, they would take this Jesus and add to their God with many heads and, and whatever. They, they, put, they put it together. Yes. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. So he went back. They went back to the States. And. <laughs> yeah. But then. They went into. A meeting. Where. William Branham was preaching. And they could not believe. The manifestation of the power of God. This guy is doing exactly what Jesus did. Blind eyes were opening. Cripples were walking. Deaf ears were opening. And this guy was just preach simple gospel. No complication. He's not quoting any scholar. He's not. He's just, he's just giving them the gospel. He says... He says, when he, as he sat there, he saw Jesus in the man. He saw Jesus in the man. He went back and fasted for 21 days. And said, I want this Jesus. Because the Jesus I took to India is different from the Jesus this man is talking about. And he says, as he, as he was fasting, he started going through the Gospels. He started going through, reading the Gospels. And as he was reading the Gospels, he saw Jesus in the Gospels. He talks about three visions he had of Jesus. He saw Jesus in the preacher. He saw Jesus in the Bible. And then he saw Jesus in the Spirit. After that, he told Daisy, let's go back to India. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when he went back to India, the same place where he failed. Signs and wonders began to break out. Began to break out. And he would, he would not even argue or anything. He just gathers the people. He will declare the gospel and pray for the sick. And things began to happen. Things began to happen. And that was the beginning of a worldwide move of mass evangelism. That's the man that, is, that was known as an apostle of mass evangelism. Yeah. Before T.L. Osborne, Ora Roberts was like one of the prominent guys. Ora Roberts would pray for people. God put healing powers in his hand. So anytime he prays for the sick, he would lay hands on them. And Ora Roberts, it is said that he prayed for one million people. That's laid hands on one million people. One million heads. For healing, right? 
And those guys, I mean, those guys manifested the healing power of God. All right? But when T.L. Osborne came on the scene, he didn't lay hands on anyone. He would just speak. And power. Things will happen. Amen. So he was able to prove to the people in India that the God of the Bible is alive. He was able to prove to them that Buddha is not alive. But Jesus is alive. He was able to prove to them that Mohammed is not alive. Jesus is alive. So the one that is alive is the one that is working the miracles. So Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 tells us. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. It says there, I am the Lord, I do not change. <laughs> Can you see that? I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Because I do not change, you are not consumed by the enemy. Because God is alive, if Satan had his way, he would have taken you out. Are you following me? But he says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. So when, why we need signs and wonders today is to prove that God has not changed. If he did it in the times of Elijah, he should do it in our time. Because he has not changed. If he did in the time of Moses, he should do it in our time. Because he has not changed. If he did it in the times of Jesus, he should do it in our time. Why? Because he has not changed. So what is your proof that God has not changed? If there is no sign and there is no wonder. What is your proof that you are serving the same God? And you are not serving a different Jesus. He has not changed. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 tells us, it says, Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus Christ is the same. Can you see that? Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus Christ is the same. I remember this was one of the... This scripture... It's one of the scriptures that Oran Ramos will put on the banner everywhere he went. He'll say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus who healed in, in, in Cana of Galilee. The same Jesus who healed in Jerusalem. The same Jesus who healed in Galilee. The same Jesus who he He is alive today. What is our proof that He's alive today? We will manifest the same works. Will manifest the same works. And I have news for you. The gospel without signs and wonders is not complete. Our witness is not complete without signs and wonders. Every child of God must manifest the miracle working power of God. You don't need to be an evangelist. Because in Mark chapter 16, we saw it last week. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. All right? How many believers do we have in the house? Yes. 
You believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Amen. Where are your signs? Come on, let's go to Mark 16. Where is it? Mark 16. All right, verse 17. These signs will follow those who believe. The problem we have today is that believers are looking for signs. That is the problem. It's a complication. It's a complication. When believers are looking, sniffing around, looking for where signs are happening, it's a problem. It is a problem. Because there's no scripture that says you should do that. The people that should do that are the world, not you. Not you. You, the believer, we should tell you a believer by your signs. By the signs following you. Did you hear those testimonies? Were you not blessed? Come on. Did you have to shake and, you know, before you prayed? Are you sure? No. You didn't. Did you? You jumped. <laughs> or you danced. Did you scream? No. You see, all those gymnastics are not necessary. Yeah. Now, if it's part of your personality, that is fine. God will use it. Yeah. If it's part of your personality, if you are the kind of person that is like, you know, anytime you want to do something, you scatter everything there before you do it. That's fine. No condemnation. God can still use you. But that is not a formula. That is not a formula for signs and wonders. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not a formula for signs and wonders. The formula is belief. These signs shall follow them that believe. And those that don't believe, I think if we go back in Mark, it talks about those that believe not will be condemned. Let me see. Where? That Mark 16. A few verses from there. Is it there? Verse 16. Okay. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be what? Can you see? He that doesn't believe. When you preach the gospel and you demonstrate signs and people don't believe, they are doomed. Their judgment is sealed. Can you see? So, God gave us signs. We talked about our accreditation. To show that you did not send yourself. And you are not praying in your name. Okay? Did you pray in your name? In the name of righteous Rosie. In the name of beautiful Rosie. You sickness, you must come out in the name of the powerful Rosie. No. 
It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. So don't go praying in your name. But in the name of Jesus. You by faith in his name. By faith in his name. Uh, in the book of Acts, where Peter and John, where they raised, they healed the lame man at the beautiful gate. Huh? Peter, when Peter stood up to explain to them, he says it's through faith in his name. Can you see that? Through faith in his name. Acts chapter 4. You, must, you guys must flow with me. Uh, where is that? Is it chapter 4 or chapter 3 rather? Chapter 3, sorry. We need, we need the anointing on that desk behind us. Huh? Where is it? It's three. Verse what? Yeah. Verse three. Oh, verse six. Yeah. You see, Peter said... No, no, no. Silver and gold I, ha- I have not. Okay. That's when Peter did that. I'm talking about when Peter was explaining. Verse 16. Okay. All right. Peter is talking. And he says, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Can you see that? Through faith. Yes. The faith which comes through him was given him, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And that's to tell that Jesus is still the same. Now if Jesus did it in the days of Peter, guess what? He'll do it today. He'll do it today through you. God bless you. He'll do it through you. That is why we need signs and wonders. With signs and wonders, we don't need too much explanation. We don't need too much grammar. Do you understand? When you stand before somebody and you're telling them Jesus is alive, and they say, no, uh, well, you know, the Bible is just, it's just a creation of somebody's, uh, somebody's imagination. And then they quote... Um, uh, Stalling, and they say religion is the opium of the masses. He says that's what they're using to control people. They're using religion to control people and all of that. And as they're talking, maybe the person is crippled. You say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, and the person gets healed. Guess what? He will throw away Stalin. He will throw it away. And believe the gospel. 
So that is why we need signs and wonders today. We should not just preach without signs. We should not just go talk to people without looking for opportunities to demonstrate the power of the gospel. The gospel is still powerful. It is the power of God unto salvation. So we have trained our intellect so much and we have left the gospel, the power of the gospel behind. We must take it back. Take our signs and go to the streets. Go into the nations with the signs, with the wonders. Those are our tools. That is your club. Hallelujah. That you used to. Have you ever seen someone playing golf without a club? Hmm? Just go there and just look at the ball. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's a club. Hallelujah. It's a club. Are you ready for that? Signs and wonders are supposed to help people to believe. To bring people to the point of faith. I'm telling you. It's part of what God gave to us. And we must not discard it. And think we're smarter than God. The early church used it. Used it to their advantage. If you look at John chapter 4 verse 8. Jesus makes a statement. In fact, it is interesting because you find that he was here in Cana where he had turned water to wine. He has gone around preaching and now he's back to the same city where he had uh, uh, turned water to wine. In fact, I read from verse 46. He says, So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. Then look at verse 48. Jesus makes a statement. Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders you will by no means believe. Can you see why people are not believing what we are saying? They are not seeing signs and wonders. Do you know why people are believing false prophets? Because they are demonstrating lying wonders. Yeah, that's why people are believing them. And we who have the truth, if we don't demonstrate the signs and the wonders that goes with the gospel, people will not believe our testimony. They will not believe our report. They will not believe. They will just argue. They will just philosophize. Philosophy has never saved anybody. That's never saved anybody. Have you ever been to a philosophy class before? How many, how many, how many of you have been to philosophy? Okay, okay, good. Thank God you are saved. 
How do you know you are sitting on this chair? <laughs> hmm? how, 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 how can you prove that you are in this room? It's. You are trained to doubt. Yeah, is that not it? Am I correct? You, you are trained to doubt. You are trained. Yeah, critical reasoning is fine. But you know that when it comes to the supernatural, you don't need that. You don't need that. Put your philosophy outside the door. When you finish, you can go pick it up if you like. But when you are there and it's time to demonstrate and to prove that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I'm telling you, you can win an argument and lose it so. You can win an argument. Ah, the, those days, when I, when I, in my early teens, when I would go and preach and evangelize, I was always winning arguments. I mean, I know how to argue. And I will put my points across. By the time I finish, you will look and you say, uh, yeah, yeah. But then, winning souls and winning arguments are two different things. Two different things. But we are called to win the lost. Part of what God has equipped us with is the power to perform signs and wonders. Well, yes, signs. How many people saw the sign, Every Nation Church, as you were coming today? You you, You saw a sign. All right. You know the sign is not the church, right? <laughs> Correct? Yeah. Yes? The sign pointed, was leading you, directed you to come this way. That's what signs do. That's what signs do. So if you don't, if you go without signs, you have nothing to point the people to Jesus. You have nothing. You just have words. But when a sign is demonstrated, it's undeniable. Undeniable. That's why they couldn't stop the early church. Why? The signs. He said, a notable miracle has happened. And we cannot deny it. But what do we do? We, we, we must forbid them from preaching in this name. They can't stop. No table. <laughs> oh my. So we need signs and wonders. In John makes a statement in John chapter 20. And the, the, the last verse there. You will see the reason why these signs and wonders were recorded for us. John chapter 20. St. John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. It says, And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. All right? But these are written 
that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, you may have life in his name. Can you see? That's why they were recorded. To bring people to the point of believing. Signs and wonders will help us to reach the lost. They will help us to reach this nation. They will help. How many, how many of you have been preaching to members of your family for a long time? And they have not yet gotten saved. Yes? Go with signs. It's going to be different. Once signs begin to happen, I'm telling you, it's a different ballgame. Do you know why Jesus didn't preach for 30 years? He was just being a good son. Huh? He was just being a good son, manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, was obedient to his parents. He grew up and, you know, fulfilling all righteousness, doing everything. But he never preached. Why? He waited for the power of the Holy Spirit. It was after the Holy Spirit came upon him in John chapter 4. When, when he was being baptized and heaven opened and the Spirit descended upon him. Then the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It was after that that he started preaching. Signs. Wonders. He had his accreditation. He had the Father's endorsement. Now, with that, he goes out and he starts preaching. And you have it already. But you're sitting on it. Sitting on it. Oh, what if it doesn't work? What? What kind of question is that? Hmm? It's like saying, what? what if I don't get a job? Do I, do I have to go through all this study? Huh? What if I finish and I don't get a job? Hmm? Why do I have to go to varsity? Too many graduates have no jobs. Huh? What if I don't get a job? So what? Go do what you have to do. Are you getting me? Do what you have to do. Then what if you get a job? Why, why can't you ask that? Why can't you say, my case is different? I don't care if 20 million people have no jobs. When it is my time, there will be a job for me. Why can't you think like that? So, you have your accreditation already. You didn't go to any varsity to get it. You just believed God made it so simple. Do you know God could have said you need a PhD in theology before you can perform signs and wonders? Yes. How many people will get it? I won't even go close. I'll just look for something else to be doing. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
But God didn't say that. He made it so simple. Just believe. Just believe. Touch your neighbor and say, it's just a matter of believing. Yeah, it's a matter of believing. That's all. That's why if you are not converted and become like a little child, children know how to believe. Yeah, children know how to believe. If you tell your child, <laughs> if, it has, if it has not been educated out of believing, uh, because we get educated out of believing as well. So, if, if you tell your child, let's say, I remember years ago, my son wanted a bike. I said, oh, yeah, why don't you pray? You don't pray, I'll get you a bike. Once God provides, I'll get you a bike. I remember we prayed, and we really prayed for this bike. I didn't have the money to buy a bike. And one day, one day, my late mom visited and decided to take him shopping and got him a bike. He believed the bike came. Right? Yeah. So, if you tell a child something, he will believe you. I remember one time, years ago, many years ago, we're having devotions, and I don't know, we're talking about heaven and all of that. And I said to them, if you ask God to take you to heaven, he will take you to visit. You don't have to die to visit heaven. And what? He prayed. And guess what? God took him to heaven. Showed him a vision of heaven. And he, he, when he narrated it to me, I said, what? I haven't even experienced that. <laughs> huh? Can you imagine? How can God do this to me? <laughs> now, I mean, I taught this thing. You know? I taught this principle. And, you know? And he bypassed me. Yeah. Because a child believes. So, some of us are too mature to walk with God. Too mature to walk with God. That's our problem. You're too smart to walk with God. Hmm? May you be delivered <laughs> from that so called maturity that limits your ability to experience the power of God. May you be delivered. Another reason why we need signs and wonders is to demonstrate the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is real. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul makes a statement in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 20. He says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in what? In power. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Many of us think that the kingdom of God is in word. It's in how many words you can say. No. It's not in how many words you can say. It's in power. Signs and wonders. How many people know signs and wonders are a product of power? <laughs> 
product of power. The power of God. So, that's why signs and wonders are necessary today. Did you hear me? They are what? Necessary today. Signs and wonders are necessary. So when you say, the kingdom of God is here, let there be power. That is like saying, heaven has come down. There must be power. Otherwise, it's just some theory. It's amazing how so many things in life are built on theories, right? <laughs> yeah. Theories. There are some theories that are even taken like as if they are so proven. It's like uh, Darwin's theory. <laughs> Charles Darwin. That was a theory, isn't it? Is it really a fact? Is it proven that you were once uh, you were you were, you were, you were once a liquid? You were you were a tadpole. Then you know after so many million years you just grew. You, your tail was longer. Then after it was getting shorter, then you became a monkey. Come on. Then after some time you became so smart, and then now you transform into a human being. Come on, praise the Lord, Hallelujah. They are teaching it in school. In, I mean, professors believe this junk. Huh? And it's just a theory. Hey, doctor, help me understand. Huh? Where did this come from? What are we going to evolve, evolve into? Since we have evolved this far now... I mean, we are now like this. What are we going to become? <laughs> are we going back? <laughs> hey! Education. Hey! Education. Can you see how education takes us away? Huh? From the Word of God. Which abides forever. We need signs to demonstrate the kingdom. The kingdom of God is in power. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus makes a statement in verse 1 of Mark chapter 9. He says to his disciples, He said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here. Who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power? Amen. He's talking to his disciples. He said, you, some of you standing here, you will not see death. You will not die till you see the kingdom manifest with power. Somebody say, with power. The kingdom manifests, becomes present with power. Hallelujah. That's why we need signs. To show, to prove that the kingdom is here. Do you know that years ago, 
I read this scripture and I used to think that Jesus was talking about the coming, his second coming. Because, because that's what religion taught us. That the kingdom of God is going to come on the last day. In the by and by. How many people have heard that before? Yeah, you've heard that before. So you say, oh no, when the kingdom comes, yeah, Jesus will, oh, come on, the kingdom of God is now. Amen. Somebody say now. 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 Yeah. So if we don't have the faith for the kingdom now, what's the proof that is there in the future? What's the proof? It's now. Now is the day of salvation. This is a set time. It's now. It's not tomorrow. How many people did God promise tomorrow? God promised you tomorrow. Raise your hand. Because I know you have a powerful relationship with God. You, 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 know, you share a lot of deep secrets. And he has promised you tomorrow. Just raise your hand. You see. So you need to experience it now. Today. So when you go to preach to people, you tell them the kingdom of God is here because I'm here. Amen. Yes. And then you demonstrate it. Amen. Become a child. If, if you are too grown up, just tell God, Lord, convert me, convert me, convert me. I want to be a child. Now, now, now. To believe this. To see that your word is real. So you must never be educated beyond your faith. You must never be educated out of the faith. That's not, that's not how it should be. No. Jesus said, if I, by the finger of God, cast out demons, the kingdom of God has come to you. Amen. Huh? Yeah, if I, by the finger of God, by the Spirit of God, if I, by the Spirit of God, cast out demons, the kingdom has come to you. So the kingdom, when the kingdom comes, demons flee. That's what it means. Do you know it is a sign and a wonder to cast out a demon? Yeah, it is. You can't medicate a demon to live. Yeah. They've tried it. It doesn't work. If it is a demon, doctor, if it's a demon that is on somebody's brain, what kind of medication will cast out a demon? There's none. There's none. No medication can cast out demons. So there are some intellectual demons, sophisticated demons, educated demons that are walking all over the place. So when you give them medication, they'll just take it and, you know, they'll just be calm. The medication just weakens the body so that the demon doesn't have what it... Because the demon cannot express itself without a body. Hmm? Cannot express itself without the body. So the, the medication will just work on the, on, on the body. So that the demon is not able to express himself 
as he should. But he's still there. He's still there. Now, I know that there are, there are legitimate uh, conditions that require medication and that are not necessarily demonic. They are probably chemical imbalances and other things that, that natural things that happen to people. But there are some. If God opens your eye, you will see a monkey sitting on the person's shoulder. Some of them, a demon is riding on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the demon will make them to behave like animals. Yeah. If you read the book of Revelation, you will see some, some beasts, human beasts. They have the body of a human, but the head of an animal. Those are the demons that possess people and make them behave like animals. Some of the animalistic behaviors we see on the streets today, we think it's just, oh, wow, this people is so violent. No, you need to cast out that demon. And that's why we need the kingdom to come. So why we need the kingdom to come to take all those nonsense out. And that is why we need to manifest signs with signs and wonders. So when you step somewhere and somebody's behaving somewhere, you say, in the name of Jesus, I subdue you. Your foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, come out! Yeah, that's how some live. Some don't live like that. Some are sophisticated, dignified demons. Yeah. Soon I'm going to teach you on demons. So you recognize them. Some of them, when they leave, they just live quietly. No sign. You, you even hear a sound, but they've gone. It's the nature of the demon that will determine the kind of manifestation. So some people think that every demon is violent. and No, no, no. Some demons will smile at you. Huh? Huh? They will smile at you and say, by the time I'm finished with you, you won't believe. And they will be smiling. Yeah. Some of them, you mix with them in the, it, at work. You meet them. You interact with them. You don't even know. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some of them frown. Some of them, yo. Yeah. Some are happy demons. Some happy demons. You just go to a nightclub. They are dancing demons. I'm telling you. They're just there. And you don't know. You think, wow, this person is... There are some dance moves. <laughs> should I go there or should I not? <laughs> now, let me tell you how some of these moves came about. If you go to hell, right... The fire. 
There are some moves. I'm telling you. It's the demon. It is imported. <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay. He said, Pastor, you are preaching well until you now got to all this. Huh? You are disturbing my social life now. <laughs> yes. Huh? What? It's pain. It's pain. Maybe some demons have pierced the side. Then eat. And then you see, now it's like a move, a dance move. But in hell, it's, uh, it's, it's real torture that is going on. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, I think I've made enough. It's a series, so we can't finish today. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But how many people can see you need signs? It's necessary. You want to preach, you want to speak. And when you speak, that the power of God will manifest. To, to confirm what you say. Hmm? I want you to be confident. I want you to be bold. Be bold enough. Just ask someone, can I pray for you? I can, you seem to be in a lot of pain. Do you mind if I pray with you? That's all. After that, you can explain. Huh? Or sometimes you explain before you pray. Either way, but it starts with just that simple step. Simple step. When last did you offer to pray for someone? When last? When last did you lay hands on the sick? When last? We should be emptying hospitals. Yeah? Give doctors a break. Some of them work too hard. Huh? Don't you know that? Extremely hard. Wee hours of the morning. They are trying to sleep. Emergency. They have to run. Can you live like that? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.